difficult to see. Always in motion is the future. Good morning, and welcome to episode 68 of Effectively Wild, the Baseball Prospectus Daily Podcast. In New York, New York, I am Ben Lindbergh, and in Long Beach, California, I am joined by uh, Sam Miller, or rather, he is in Long Beach, California, joining me. Uh, we have written about the World Series and read about the World Series, and... I'm so bored already. <laughs> but we... I'm so bored, Ben. And it didn't even start yet. Uh, didn't even start. And we haven't even talked about it yet, but we probably should talk about it for the people for a few minutes. Um, so we, I think that we can talk about it so boringly that people will really get an appreciation for what this World Series <laughs> is, which is to say boring. Are you bored because you've been watching and writing about the Giants for a while now already, or just because we've seen these teams in the World Series recently, or what? Yeah, I mean, as as a person who's actually, I mean, as a person who's going to watch the games, I'm not bored at all. I think it's, um, I think it'll be super exciting. I um, I love watching baseball and I love postseason baseball. And I think that if you know, I mean, I, anybody who watches can have a great time watching. I think as far as talking about teams, um, and talking about matchups and all that. Uh, these two teams aren't really. Um, they don't. I don't think offer. A whole lot in the way of meaningful narratives and uh, I think that that is particularly uh, glaring given what an amazing last couple of months we've had um, with sort of teams on on both extremes of, of highs and lows in in these um, competitive games and then you have the Tigers and the Giants who are just sort of two competent teams um, in the middle of baseball's pack and um, they, they they both got here, but there's I don't think that there's a whole lot that ties them together. For instance, I was just reading um, I was just reading John Morosi's preview, and I my I don't know if I'll be able to convey how much I loved this, but uh, he has a paragraph where he says, while this is the first time they've played one another in the World Series, they have several things in common: excellent managers, popular Venezuelan third baseman, and aces. <laughs> Uh, which, oh, they're this, indistinguishable. That's I, I I would really I mean they are they do have two third basemen who are Venezuelan. <laughs> Otherwise, I would like to see the teams that John Morosi uh, uh, <laughs> would argue made the World Series with incompetent his managers, four managers, terrible and, pitchers, uh, a group of fourth starters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a stretch. Well. And there's really nothing remotely similar about Verlander and Kane, and there's nothing remotely similar about uh, Sandoval and Cabrera either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, there's not much similar about Leland and Bochi, and yet there's also nothing completely different uh, about any of those pairings to turn into a, a good narrative either. I, I don't know what the narrative is going to be here, but I think it's going to be a stretch, whatever they, the media decides on. They both have mustaches, right? They do. So that's something. They do. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't mention that. So this is the mustache series. Um, <laughs> so and and we've done probably more playoff coverage at BP this October than BP has ever done before that I can remember it doing. We've been previewing every series, previewing every game, recapping every game and series, and at this point we've already written so much about both of these teams that there's probably not a whole lot that we haven't covered yet um 
just because they're more or less the same teams they were in the last round and in the round before that. And Yeah, although I learned from Derek's uh, preview today that the Giants might add Eli Whiteside to their roster. <laughs> yes, I learned so, that too. It's a whole new ballgame. Right. It is literally a whole new ballgame. Seven so, whole new games. I guess one thing that's particularly interesting to me about this series is the way that the managers lined up their rotations, which seems kind of strange to me. Um, the fact that uh, Leland is going with Anibal Sanchez in Game 3 instead of Scherzer, which sets up Sanchez for a Game 7 start instead yeah. of Scherzer. And, uh, and then the Giants did something kind of surprising, too. They lined up Vogelsong for Game 3 and Game 7 with Matt Cain in Game 4, even though both of them would be in full rest, on full rest Wait, on that day. is that true? Hang on. So today Fact is technique. Wednesday. They played Monday. Game 3 is Saturday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that, that is very odd. Yeah, that is. Uh, and I think Bochi said something about how well Vogie has been pitching lately, and they just didn't want to... Uh, change the order. They didn't see a reason to change the order. He was just as comfortable with Vogelsong in Game 7 as Kane. Um, so that seems weird. I, that seems weird. Seems like both managers are maybe not choosing the best available full rest starter they have for Game 7. Um, so I guess that's something that they both have in common. Marusi could have mentioned. Yeah, he could have. Instead of talking about the Giants ace I mean Kane's not even an ace if he doesn't get two starts if you ask me yeah um so should we just say our picks or something I mean uh <laughs> should we you know what I think we should do we should probably do our keys to the game uh. <laughs> I hate keys to the game and I hate him so much I don't actually know what the philosophy is behind keys to the game and so that's what I think is so frustrating about them they um I guess is well, like okay. So uh, Nate Silver, one of the things that Nate Silver has brought to um, horse race coverage is uh, the idea of a tipping state, where um, you know you figure that like if a candidate wins California, he's probably going to win Oregon too, and so you can group all these states together more or less and get to the point where you can say, well, it it the the state in the middle right now is Ohio. And the person who wins Ohio is likely to win because if you win Ohio, you'll probably also win, you know, Pennsylvania or whatever and, mm -hmm. and get. So anyway, so the idea of the tipping state, I, I guess the key to the game is supposed to be the, the sort of the, 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 the factor that is variable and can really truly go either way and make a big difference. Mm -hmm. They rarely make it that way. Normally, uh, they choose something that rhymes uh instead and so you just get something that rhymes uh so like or it's just something like, very... hit and run get done or something like that <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> uh it's like but score I guess more the than the thing, other team or something the only thing that would really qualify as a as a tipping variable i think would almost always just be does the starter pitch well mm -hmm. um so i suppose that is probably fitting because um the Tigers are, by the way, the Tigers, okay, so I was reading a um, columnist that I don't like uh, tweeted about the uh, Cardinals and how they, it was good that the Cardinals didn't beat the Giants. Well, hang on. There you go. It was good that the Cardinals didn't beat the Giants because um, 
because no second wildcard team should ever make the World Series. <laughs> you know? And I think that my favorite part of this postseason is that the Tigers are in the World Series, even though they were worse than both second wildcards. <laughs> um, and yet um, nobody has written any columns, as far as I know, that says that the introduction of the AL Central into the playoffs has made a farce of the postseason. Um, but anyway, what well, was I saying? they won as much as they needed to. Yeah, they're a good team. Yes. There's almost no difference between... If they had any... needed to win more, they would have won more. They, it's like pitching they, to the scoreboard. They, it's like winning yeah, they, to the standings. They did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway, the Tigers are uh, were probably not the best team going into the postseason, but their pitching was so dominant, and that's what carried them. The Giants, meanwhile, have probably the most uh, volatile staff, the most... Um, possible fluctuation between their good days and their bad days and so uh it's pretty hard to build a narrative out of the uncertainty of starting pitching but i think that's pretty much entirely the key to this series i guess there is some uncertainty about the end of the tigers bullpen i don't know how much it matters but there's the question of whether uh valverde will get some shot at redemption um, and that supposedly he has corrected whatever mechanical issues were plaguing him and says he's all better now. And uh, the question is whether uh, Leland will continue to kind of go with Phil Koch as almost a de facto closer or uh, give Valverde another shot. I guess I kind of, I don't know, it seems like the World Series is a, is a strange time to let a struggling player work something out or try to allow him to atone for his sins in the previous rounds. Um, so I don't know. I kind of have a hard time imagining Valverde in a one run game in the ninth, but yeah, I think that if the it, Leland's ideal situation is that he has a six run lead mm-hmm. tonight, and gets to go to Valverde in like the seventh, and Valverde strikes out two of the three batters he faces, and then maybe will feel confident enough to go to him. I mean, I think he would certainly rather have Valverde than Coke. I wouldn't, but I think he probably would mm-hmm. because uh, managers do love their their closers. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think you're right that the the leverage is going to have to be awfully low for Valverde to get his first shot. I would think. I mean, especially because what you're not going to do it in game one, right? Could you? I don't know. Maybe you would. Well, I don't know. You want to set the tone or something, right? You want to set the tone, yeah. So you want to win which, that game, guess, uh, as opposed to the other games, which is, you know. Yeah, I guess every, uh, yeah, any, any extra emphasis I put on game one, I guess, cuts both ways, depending on what Leland actually feels about his guy's arm. It, we we don't really know how he feels about his guy's arm, so I guess we'll just wait and see. That's this is a great preview. Let's wait and see. <laughs> Uh, I guess my preview, my prediction for this series is to wait and see. I guess there's the angle that the Giants are not as well equipped to play in an AL park as the Tigers are to play in an NL park, maybe. Because which is the- yeah, which is something people say about NL teams generally during interleague play, I think. But so in this case, the the Giants are maybe going with. Hector Sanchez as their DH, which is why they're carrying Whiteside. Um, so I don't know. That's a thing that's happening. 
I guess. Yeah, and the Tigers, when the Tigers go to the NL Park, they lose their third worst hitter. <laughs> yeah. Which is not too bad. Uh, but probably a small factor at most. Uh, so do you want to pick someone and say how many games they're going to win? That's like the traditional thing that someone does at the end of a preview, I think. Uh, well, gosh. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to say, Ben. Yes. Uh, I think, uh, gosh, I don't know. Tigers in, oh, crime <laughs> You froze up. <laughs> the the adding the uh, the adding how many games really just adds a <laughs> yes, level of hubris. I, I have noticed that in so your ashamed. in your series previews for the site, you have not specified a number of games, which is very is that true? I think so, which is very uh, humble of you, or, I, I, or gutless of you. Was, I'm not sure which. Yeah, I didn't realize I was doing that. Um, if I'd uh, really taken a stand, I would have not picked a team. Um, <laughs> I will say the Tigers win it in four. Okay. Uh, I'll say the Tigers in five and a half. Okay. Wait, I want to change mine. Okay. Giants in four. <laughs> Final answer? Uh, no, I think it will all come down to who gets picked off more. Uh-huh. Um, which and has if... the better pickoff pitchers? Um... Hmm. Should we pause the podcast for some reason? <laughs> up. Yeah, maybe. I'll do. No, I think that. I mean, I think that uh, it's it's not quite a coin flip. I don't, have we run Pakoda, by the way? Uh, no, we don't have it set up for series, just individual mm-hmm. games. I would think that the Tigers, um, based on based on where the rotations are, I would feel more confident betting on the Tigers in every game of the series, probably, uh, except maybe. Yeah. Except maybe Vogelsong Sanchez. Um, and the mismatch between Verlander and Zito <laughs> is, might be the, it might be, it, I mean, it, I, I don't know this, but it, it, it could certainly be the biggest mismatch in game one history yeah. uh, between two starting pitchers. Um, I think that Verlander is the best pitcher in baseball. We agree on that. Yep. And I would say that Zito is probably um, like the 135th. <laughs> so uh, you really, I mean, you you can, I guess I can make all the, uh, it's too hard to predict caveats in the world. But I mean, if you're not willing to stick your neck out on Verlander Zito, then you should probably just go home. So I'll say that the Tigers have two games that should be roughly in the bag, and there's no apparent disadvantage in the others. So, yeah, Tigers. Okay. Tigers for sure. Tigers for sure. All right. Tigers it is. That's my pick to click. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Um, no. Okay. Uh, then we'll be back on Thursday, and we'll talk about— With real information, with actual information. Yes, we'll talk about how— Zito dominated Detroit, and Verlander was just a mess. Uh, And we'll talk to you then.